really, you know, when we look across how we categorize food, you will find protein within every single category in different amounts, but it's there. Hello, thank you for checking out Earth Care. Today, we're heading to Toronto to catch up with registered dietitian, Susan McFarland. Now, if you've ever researched climate change, maybe watched a documentary about it, did your own research on ways to help, it's probably safe to assume that you've heard that cutting back on meat can do exactly that. The animal agriculture industry plays a massive role in contributing to greenhouse gas emissions. So, cutting back on our meat intake is a very quick and easy way to take action in our own homes. How do we do that while making sure we're still getting the nutrients that we need? Registered dietitian Susan McFarland has been in the industry for nearly 10 years and has also been following a plant-based diet since 2008. So she's gonna join us, give us a bit of a beginner's guide to integrating plant-based meals into your diet while still making sure we're getting the nutrients that we need. Dr. Susan McFarland, thank you so much for being on Earth Care. I'm pretty excited about this episode because I've been eating plant-based for almost 10 years now. I get asked a ton of questions about it. I am in no position to give people nutritious advice, nutritional advice, because I just eat what I like. You're here to hopefully help us or help anyone who wants to integrate some plant-based meals into their diet, but also make sure that they're getting the nutrition that we should be. Um, I think I can just start with probably the most commonly asked question. <laughs> where I do think we I know get our protein? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, as someone who obviously has been eating this way for a long time, you start to realize protein is everywhere. Protein deficiency is just not something that exists in our Canadian context when there's enough calories. So that, I mean, that's the first thing, you know, first and foremost is you have to eat enough to get enough protein. Um, but really, you know, when we look across how we categorize food, you will find protein within every single category in different amounts, but it's there. What we more so, you know, as a dietitian special, specialized in veganism, what I'm more so looking at is, okay, well, what actually comes with that protein? So I'm actually looking at putting in certain key foods that are going to make sure your iron and your zinc and certain amino acids are there. So rule of thumb, you know, I just tell people is, is you have to, you can't just take out protein foods and not put them back in. Right. So as long as people are eating pulses, which technically soy falls into that category, but we sometimes, you know, separate the two. But if you're eating the main categories, I look at our pulses. So beans, chickpeas, lentils, anything soy, soy based, and then anything gluten based. So gluten is a fantastic source of protein that gets a very bad, unfair repetition for our reputation. Um, but those are where we can get really, really good amounts of protein. And then our vegetables and our grains, even a little bit of fruit and some of our, you know, fat sources also have some protein so they can round it out for us. What about iron? Cause I feel like that's actually a big one. Like I've even run into iron issues where I'm like, well, that's something I need to look into. <laughs> it basically comes down to a period. Are you a human being who's still getting menstrual cycle? Cause that really is the biggest factor that's going to influence your iron needs. Um, cause typically iron in the body stays in the body unless you lose it through blood. Um, so for sure, I would say any human who is getting a menstrual cycle may run into that issue. Um, so I think, you know, there's things that we can look at in regard to that. So one end we can talk about, you know, if you're having very heavy periods, can you talk to your physician about things that you can do to lighten a period or not get a period, you know, beyond what, 
I, my scope or what I would do, but you can look at that end. And then from my end, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, that's where we do want to focus on iron rich foods. And that's where the protein message comes in. So as long as you're including some of those categories of protein, so specifically the pulses, I would say soy is really important here, as is um, the seitan group, because they're just so iron rich. So by including those foods, you will also get enough iron in your diet. There's some other things we can tweak as well, you know, or add in things like pumpkin seeds are such a fantastic source, looking at how you, uh, how certain nutrients are interacting, how much coffee you're drinking, if you're a runner, if you donate blood. So it's not just what you're eating. You know, I do want to look at that and say, okay, can we maximize this? But I also look at the context around your iron. Uh, but it's a fairly easy condition to manage. And, you know, what I was going to say is that sometimes vegans feel like it's a, they're failing if they have low iron or that if they have to take a supplement, oh, it means my diet's not adequate or whatever. And for a lot of athletes who are vegan, you know, myself included, I take an iron supplement. I don't take it every day, but I, I monitor my values and I say, well, if you want to run X amount and if you want to train this hard, you just need to keep your iron at this level. And it's impossible for me to sometimes eat the amount of food and that I would need to keep it there. So I always, you know, add that caveat, you know, we can do everything we can, but iron supplements are available and we have vegan versions that we can supplement if we need that. Okay. So if someone is thinking about integrating plant-based meals into their diet, you know, periodically once a week, whatever it is, what, what are some easy things to like switch to and make sure they're still, you know, checking all their boxes? For sure. And I, so I think people find it much more overwhelming than it is because they think it's like a whole new way of living and it's not, it's your way of living, but eating plant-based foods. So I think, you know, the first thing I get people to do is, you know, write out a day or a couple days of what you're typically eating and then cross off anything that's vegan. So your fruits, your veggies, your, you know, all your other things. And then we're left with such a short list of non-vegan things. Um, so I think, you know, what I say to people is start with the big items, the big ticket items. So look at your, you know, dairy ingredient or not the ingredients, but your dairy foods, right. look at your meat foods and by all means, look at, you know, plant-based alternatives. If it's beyond meat or whatever yeast, there's so many out there. I have no attachment to any particular one, but those can be a useful stepping stone. And then it's exploring and saying, okay, what other recipes are available? And one thing that I would caution is sometimes people are just looking to replace space on their plate with a chunk of meat and they're looking for the vegan meat. And what we want to start doing is you got to start transitioning to looking for different recipes. So what I would maybe be searching for is vegan protein entrees or vegan, you know, tofu entrees, vegan chickpea entrees. Interesting. Things like that, that are about, because you, you can't just veganize an omnivore diet. You have to kind of, in a way, start from scratch. Mm -hmm. You can't absolutely veganize some items like lentil shepherd's pie or shepherd's pie. I don't think in my mind that to me, shepherd's pie is just lentil. Yeah. <laughs> but there's certain things that, you know, um, you can absolutely veganize, but you can get stuck in a rut and always looking at like, well, this is what I did omnivore. So now I need to find a vegan version and you're just missing out on so many different options. You know, if we, because this, this whole conversation is essentially about the fact that scientists are telling us to stop eating so much meat, you know, scientists are begging us to start thinking more plant-based. So if we are in a position, because of course not everybody is in a position to eat plant-based, but if we are, why is it something we should care about? 
I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons to care about it, you know, eating plant-based or thinking about it. And I find, you know, there's, there's just, there's so much already defensiveness rather than just thinking about, okay, well, what does this actually mean? Why are people encouraging this to happen? I think from my standpoint, first and foremost, you know, I became vegan before I was a dietitian. So I've been, you know, watching these changes occur over my 10 year career in the field. And when I first started, I had to be so careful because people really thought that I was trying to push my views and values. But what I realized I was trying to tell people is this is a tool that empowers people's health. This is a tool that can help someone with diabetes better manage their diabetes or prevent certain types of cancer or, you know, achieve and, and sustain a weight that's right for their body. So that is a big piece is, you know, I look at a plant-based diet and for a lot of people, it is an empowering tool that lets you live well. It gives you, you know, there's so much nutrient density. There's, it's giving you what your body really needs to thrive. Yes, supplements are important and should be included. But I think that's a kind of key piece is that it really is a tool to living well. It's a health, you know, health tool. And, and there's beyond that, there's political, there's feminist issues. There's so many reasons that I think eating this way, and of course, it, you know, it doesn't have to happen overnight, but choosing to eat more in this lot, in this way of eating just can benefit so much in our, in our world. Well, it was so great to meet you and talk to you. And next time someone asks me about where I get my protein, I feel like I'm going to have a much more educated answer now. <laughs> so thank you. you as well. Thank you for listening to that episode of Earth Care. If you want to experience these interviews in video form, you can also subscribe on YouTube. Just got to search Sarah Christie, my name, plus Earth Care. That's where you'll find full interviews just with some visual treats to go along with them. Talk to you later.